Hey guys, welcome to Leaning In with Louise. I'm Louise, and you are listening to my first ever podcast episode. As you guys can tell from the title of my episode, I will be talking about the five stages of self love and why self love is painful. I came up with the idea of the five stages of self love when I was sitting on the toilet, you know, reflecting on my on my life as you do. And I just thought about my self-love journey. You know, it's been a very challenging, complicated, overwhelming journey, but it's also been rewarding. Over the past several years, I have had trouble pinpointing exactly what I have been feeling. Um, and it's made me and it made me think about the five stages of grief. The Five Stages of Grief was introduced by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, and she was a psychiatrist, and she wrote a book called Death and Dying around 1969, and her book helped a lot of individuals cope with the loss of their loved one and cope with their pain, because I think when you're going through a really difficult time in your life, you, you have a hard time trying to comprehend or navigate what exactly you are feeling so she created the five stages and in the five stages there is anger sorry there's denial there's anger there's bargaining there's depression and then there's acceptance and these five stages are stages that I have gone through with self-love and you know, as a person creating this podcast, and I'm not just here to share my experience, I'm also here to help other people. And I think by explaining to you the five stages of self-love through the grief model, you will also be able to understand maybe what you're feeling or how to cope with it. Um, Maybe it's interesting to you. But I also think it's a great way to reflect on your own self-love journey so with these five stages i will be dissecting each and every stage telling you exactly what the stage is um the feelings you may have going through this also sharing with you my own personal experience now i'm not a qualified life coach i'm not a therapist i am literally just an ordinary 23 year old trying to navigate through life so please don't come after me once i finish sharing with you guys everything the first stage is denial now denial is a commonly used defense mechanism that we humans have because we don't want to deal with the reality of loss or pain and we try to rationalize our overwhelming emotions by just denying the harsh and sad truth examples of this in my life you know i have been in denial of not loving myself for about five to six years and it started when i was 15 years old i knew for a fact that i hated myself i knew that but I wanted to believe that I could get over it, that I could just run away from that emotion. And how I did that, I lost weight. I started 
you know, doing my, what, 5km to 10km runs, I was under eating a lot, I, you know, essentially had an eating disorder, and I was just in denial, I just thought, yeah, I love myself, I'm great, I don't need this, I'm losing weight, I'm perfectly fine, and it got so bad to a point when I was about 20, 21 years old, I was in a very toxic and unhealthy relationship, and it added a lot of stress, or it made things a lot worse for me because I was in that relationship. Now, during that relationship, you know, I was being told that I was this and that was that, and I was just in denial. I just didn't want to listen to the fact that I actually don't love myself. And I would come across loving yourself first articles or self-love articles on the internet, and I just rolled my eyes back because I don't want to read this. I don't want to listen to self-love quotes. This is all bullshit. You know, I was very bitter. I just thought to myself, this is all just a scam, really. Um, I have no problem with myself. I'm fine. But, you know, I don't think you're fine when you're crying every single day in the bathroom. And it got so bad to a point where I was very suicidal. I don't really like to talk about that, but I was. And then, you know, I would come out from the toilet, brushing it off and just moving on. And that for me was my denial. I was in denial for the longest time. So denial for me was the longest stage out of all these stages because I had just told myself every single day for five to six years that I do not need to love myself. And I practice self-love the wrong way. So in the context of self-love, denial could be renamed as self-denial. And in self-denial, we create patterns that are self-sabotaging. From my example, I had the pattern of excessively running and under eating and I had anorexia. And for me, that meant I was in control because I could control how much I ran, how much I ate. I felt like I had my power back because I had lost, you know, control of my life and everything around me seemed to have power over me. For example, I was bullied a lot and that's not my that's not my control. It's from other people and I felt like that, you know, my security was being taken away and I gained it back by learning these unhealthy habits. Other examples of patterns could be addiction. Um, you know, we, we fall to substance abuse because we want to numb the emotional pain. We go through casual sex, casual sex in a very unhealthy way. And it's probably because we need validation, we need love, we need acceptance from another person. Or we could, you know, spend all our money. We could shop for this and that. We don't really think what we of what we're buying. It's very impulsive. It's because we are missing something in our life. We didn't have something. And, you know, by buying something that we like, for example, a new phone, a new bag, it compensates for that, for that part of us that is gone. Um, there's also my favorite, settling for shitty toxic relationships 
and it's because we don't feel like we're good enough and you know if there's one person out there that can accept me and who can love me then that's fine but in reality that relationship could be very abusive could be very negative could be very dark and you know these are all patterns that we go through when we are going through self-denial and it's because we don't want to see the truth in self-love now all these patterns that I've mentioned I actually um, developed all of them and they were over the course of five to six years and you're probably thinking damn girl that's a lot and let me fucking tell you it is a lot <laughs> it's a lot to even share um, to even realize that wow I was in so much denial and how I got out of self-denial um, was is a quite is a quite funny story actually not really funny but sort of random I got offered a I got offered my degree at my bachelor's and this was something you know completely unrelated to my self-love journey I think but in hindsight it was um I had worked hard for this offer letter you know something that I could control and not because I was you know wanting my degree um out of spite but I wanted this degree because of my career choices and I earned it and I got it because of hard work genuine hard work and when I got that offer letter I looked at it and I just started crying and yes I was proud of myself but it also just woke me the fuck up and I entered the anger stage so when I woke up and by the way, I will say woke up a lot, um, not because of the quote, stay woke sis, but because it literally felt like that when I came out of self-denial, like I just became present. Um, when I came out of that, when I was at that age, and then when I got that offer letter, the most significant part of my life at that time was the relationship that I was in. And it was a unhealthy one. And prior to being in that relationship, I had already had my own personal struggles. I was already going through, you know, denial and I was already, you know, under a lot of self-hate. So it's not fair for me to sit here and tell you that everything that was wrong with me was his fault or that relationship relationship's fault. And because it's not true, I was myself a very very toxic person and I know that now but you know I just projected a lot of my anger and pain towards my partner at that time I had isolated myself from so many of my friends and I didn't even realize it and I was just angry with myself because I put myself through five to six years of torture. I willingly, you know, didn't want to learn to love myself. And I say five stages of grief because that is what it felt like for me. I had felt like I had lost 
myself that I part of me had died and I just ignored the fact that I was and you know those are those five to six years I can never take back now I can never we can never go back in time and change something and you know that just made me angry so here I am angry and I acknowledged the fact that I was going through anger and it was an amazing feeling because I took my power back I had lost control of my life and I was able to see exactly why I lost that power and who I lost it to. And I just told myself, you know, I deserve to be treated great. I deserve to be loved. I am enough. I don't need to change for anyone else. My body is amazing. I'm smart. I'm independent. And, you know, I said those things and I said it in a very spiteful way. But, you know, for me, it was like, fuck yeah. I'm here. I'm present. I am going to love myself now. Anger to a lot of people can be can be very intimidating I think you know when someone walks into the room and they're angry you can just tell that their aura is looking kind of dark and no one wants someone who is angry but angry anger is an essential emotion for humans it means that we do not accept this behavior projected onto us. We do not accept the way someone is treating us. So our reaction is anger. It is our way to defend ourselves and our rights, right? Now, in the five stages of grief, you will see a curve and it starts from denial. Now, denial is at the highest point of the curve and it will decline down to anger, which is expected but then it will get even lower to bargaining. Now, bargaining for me was really hard to understand. I couldn't really get what it meant for self-love in a self-love context, but the most easiest way I could explain to you guys, it's a very push and pull emotion. Um, In bargaining, we go through uh, thoughts like what if, and we we search for temporary escape from the pain Um, and it provides us hope joy satisfaction and fun and most importantly it gives us time time until we have to actually do the inner work so bargaining is a bit like denial in a sense where we are trying to find other ways to cope but the only difference is in bargaining is that we now know that we have to change and the honest truth is that no one wants to change change is uncomfortable change is scary no human you know likes the idea of having to wake up one day and having all of our stuff rearranged and we now have to you know now we have the responsibility to put them back and it's scary to have that much 
um, responsibility and that we have to now take control of our lives. We have to do the inner work now. And I personally was scared to do that. Um, I knew for a fact that, you know, I am now on the path of self-love, but I don't want to do it quite yet. I need to buy some time. And then you go through patterns again. You don't have to get out of a bad relationship to learn to love yourself. But I do believe that when you want to love yourself, when you are on the path of self-improvement, self-growth, you did start off with a negative experience or you went through a you know, traumatic event. Um, for me, and I know from, from some other girls that, you know, we like to go out, we like to drink with our girlfriends, we like to dress up cute and shit and take pictures for the Instagram, um, and we like to have fun, and I did that, and I don't have any regrets, I never did anything stupid, I had so much fun in that stage of my life, but there comes to a point when you gotta wake up and deal with reality which is okay i can't just keep going out every weekend drinking long islands you know wearing cute tops to love myself because that's not self-love okay whoever told you that um they're lying to you and i'll explain that later but in the bargaining stage it's a very make it or break it you can either you know go back into denial or you can move on to the next stage, which is depression. I know it sounds very fun, but that is where you're supposed to head to, okay? Um, because the thing about change is that it should add value to your life. You don't have to take anything away to build new habits. Um, if you're going through your bargaining stage and you feel like more of you is being stripped away, then you need to stop what you're doing and ask yourself what patterns am i learning relearning again what am i doing that's stopping me from growing because bargaining is supposed to cause change and yes it is uncomfortable and yes it is scary and hard but it will add to your life and it is supposed to be with value it is meant to be good for you, okay? So I bargained with, you know, going out and having fun. I also bargained with going back to online dating. Now, the going out part wasn't a big problem, but the dating part was. And I had to trim that part of my life away. I did go on dates still, but... You know, I still had a lot of trauma from, you know, romantic relationships and I did develop negative habits and my friends can testify to that. I was a mess even though I was single still. And it also, during that bargaining stage, I had lost friendships. Um, and ultimately, I felt very depressed and I felt very lonely. I felt like... I still wasn't good enough for people and you know depression for me I thought at that moment 
was ridiculous. Like, how can I be sad again? I've been sad most of my life. I've been hiding most of my life. How can I possibly be depressed again? How can I be sad about a friendship like this? Or how can I be so sad about a boy like this? And how can I let this happen again? And that was depression. And you just, you know, you just get sucked in into this loop of thinking you're this and you're that and it's non-stop and it's so tiring and you think that you already love yourself but you just don't and that's when I realized that self-love is fucking painful self-love is not like what articles on the internet show where you have to do five steps to love yourself within a week or self-love wasn't traveling and self-love wasn't online dating and self-love wasn't learning a new skill yeah they provide you some happiness and yeah they give you experience but you're not really sitting down and reflecting so i was really sad i cried a lot And I'm a big crier in general, but when it came to, you know, thinking I'm not good enough or why doesn't he or she want to be with me, um, friendship or relationship wise, or why can't I be good at that? And, you know, just like self-doubt, when I would think about that, I would just curl up into a ball and I just felt like a troubled child all over again. And this is something that people who promote self-love don't share much about. Um, and then I, and then I came to accept the fact that you know self-love is going to be like this, and that's okay. With the grief curve, as I said earlier, bargaining is at the lowest point of the curve. And it's because there's a lot of push and pull emotions and you're sort of conflicted with changing or, you know, reverting back to denial and anger. And when you come through bargaining, you rise up to depression. And even though depression is such a low emotion, it's very lonely, it's very dark... Um, and it fucks with you mentally, it will provide you this overwhelming amount of self-awareness and compassion towards yourself. And that's what I like to think. You know, even though I I myself question the fact that why is depression like high up in the curve, I thought about it. And, you know, when I'm going through such a hard time, when I'm in the middle of a breakdown, I comfort myself and... I learned to accept that I am not okay and I have fears and I have trust issues and I have a lot of um, things to work on in my life. And, you know, now I am going through acceptance and acceptance is a very bittersweet stage because it sounds like it's the final stage, um, but good news it is not the final stage um and it's not the finish line because there is no finish line in self-love like there is no finish line in grief 
because when you know when we lose a loved one we always think of them and our emotions will always be up and down and some days are good and some days are bad and that's exactly what self-love is is that some days you feel fucking amazing and some days you you know you feel like you're not good enough again I'm 23 now. I've been on the self-love journey since I was 21. But I've been through a lot worse younger. The acceptance stage is not you necessarily accepting your flaws and, you know, showing your flaws and saying fuck you to people who don't accept or appreciate you. It's, it's accepting the fact that there is a part of you that's lost and in acceptance it's when you have to honor that older version of yourself where you have to um where you have to take responsibility and make that older version of you proud just like in grief when you lose someone you love you know you are alive what can you do to make them proud of you? And I'm now 23. And I'm trying to make, you know, the younger version of myself proud. I'm trying to improve on myself every day. And even though it's difficult, even though I don't like admitting and being honest with things I'm worried about, it has to be done. Because when, when you accept it, when you accept the complex and difficult reality of your emotions, you come out of it so empowered. That's why I wanted to share the five stages of self-love with you because it will not be easy. It will not... Um, be like the articles you read online it is painful but like with any pain you learn and I hope that when you guys listen to this podcast I hope that some of you find it relatable and I hope I did make some sense of the five stages I just thought it was the most easiest way for um, a listener to reflect with and to understand because I know when I was going through um, a hard time in my life I also wanted someone to listen to and someone who went through the same thing and I hope that with this podcast and with the things I will be sharing on my future episodes that I can be a person you can lean with and I hope that you guys enjoyed my first ever episode. It was not planned. I had no idea that I was going to do this topic first, but I think um, it all makes sense now. So I hope you guys tune in for more and thanks for listening.